Tax, welcome to episode 101 of the World of Wrestling Podcast. I mean, we did have episode 100, but the pandemic ate it. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Just episode 101 There's nothing weird about this. Nothing whatsoever. You know, no. I mean, teaching people to count 99, 101. Yeah, exactly. That's how numbers work, right? Yeah. I mean, luckily, I've moved into more of a technology side of things. So don't worry about it. 99, 100 and one yeah. yeah we're professionals we know what we're talking about listeners this is how numbers work you're you're an accountant well where are mm, what are you now i don't even know what's your job title <laughs> <laughs> it's really really ridiculous i am a uh pro wrestling manager <laughs> pro, <laughs> yeah pro wrestling manager and industry engagement expert <laughs> yo this is conan you're listening to world of wrestling podcast with tax and rich boom Hello everybody, welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello everybody. I mean, just so you know, we mentioned in the pod last week that we just watched some football, and I'd enjoyed uh, portraying some football commentary onto Rich. So throughout today's podcast, I'm going to give you, similar to Bellator updates, I'm going to give you an update every time England score a goal against San Marino this evening. (laughs) And I am not watching. I give so few fucks about the English football team. It's not even a joke. I uh, used to really, really like football, and mm. I looked down the list of the England players, and I thought, who are these people? But out of interest, <laughs> dear listener, as we're recording this, England are currently 3-0 up against San Marino. There we go. So, we are doing TNA Impact from the 7th of March, 2013. This is episode 9 of 10 the go home show to lockdown the last episode of impact in this series the relief is real tax williams oh i mean i'll be honest this started crap i felt the need to justify it as it was my storyline choice for the pod last week with the reveal i was like oh my god the go home show it's going to be incredible. We're going to have mystery. Kurt Angle might have been kidnapped. Oh. I had some high hopes, yeah. Oh, the disappointment. <laughs> this show mm, might be the worst one yet. And it's the go-home show to lockdown. This, <laughs> this I mean, I, I don't want to ruin this too much but there is a no, point i don't give a fuck ruin it who cares just say it because i there's, mean we're gonna go over it anyway there's a point in the show where hogan comes out near the end on crutches like mm. this was a small company and now it's a <laughs> bigger than small company and it's gonna go into great greatness and it's like hogan you've literally walked out on crutches for a main event of two hot two tag team mid carders yeah this is bullshit this is absolute bullshit and the fact that we went into this episode if you listen to episode 99 <laughs> in our archives at worldofwrestlingpodcast.com yep. and then the next one in numerical order which is obviously your episode 101 obviously of course of course there's obviously, nothing of no- course, nothing of course here. obviously yes <laughs> as logical as this storyline is mm. why the hell has Kurt, Ang- Kurt angle comes and goes i've kept quiet for a week more people follow Kurt Angle on fucking Twitter than watch Impact. <laughs> he could have just tweeted out and had a bigger audience. 
Oh, so crazy. So we're in the Impact Zone in Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida. We are live. I'm like, oh, live? So we're not doing the one week recorded, one week live, one week recorded, one week live. We're actually just doing every single show live now. So this must be their, you know, TNA Impact Live competing with WWE thing because we're going to be live every week, right? And you're like, burn that money, Dixie. Burn that fucking money. Just throw another three pandas in the furnace. This will be fine. Yeah, that's how it works, right? What do you think they, about this? This idea to go live every week seems fucking ridiculous in retrospect. It was Hogan and Bischoff. And in fairness, the problem Impact had at this time was that they were recording four weeks of TV. So people who came to the holiday parks knew what happened. So the whole concept was, well, at least if we've got live TV, we can make it unpredictable and edgy, just right, like this week's okay. episode of all the unpredictability <laughs> and edginess. I don't dis- yeah, I don't disagree with the concept, but for a company of this size, I think this is a possibility. It seems beyond ridiculous. It's like, how much money do you think this is going to cost you to go live on TV every single week? It's a lot mad. of it was spike money, though. A lot of it was spike okay. TV money. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll see. So we're live on Spike TV, recorded, replayed on Challenge. It wasn't live broadcast in the UK, was it? Uh, no, it's never been broadcast live in the UK on Challenge. Mm. It's, it was always on a Sunday evening, I think, on Challenge. Okay. And this show did a... Oh... 1.1! Way! Consistency is key. DNA. Commentary tonight is obviously by Taz, Mike Tanay, and Todd Kennelly. Kennelly. Um, and they open, uh, but before we get to that, they open on a memoriam for Bill Paul Bearer Moody, who obviously died this week of this broadcast, which is a shame. I love Paul Bearer. I'm sure you've got pleasant memories. So many, so many good memories, including when he was doing the funeral parlor interview segment. I remember one where Jake Roberts came on. I thought, oh, Undertaker and Jake Roberts, both baddies. Oh, very good. <laughs> even when I was young. And he was in- integral in keeping the Undertaker's character relevant when he brought in Kane, one of the biggest surprises in WWE history, I'd say, with that debut of Kane ripping off the cage door. Hell yeah. I mean, it was a shame they buried him in that concrete crypt, which we will cover at some point on this podcast because I just want to enjoy the main event of the dudley boys versus the undertaker <laughs> sure yes oh it's just the best that's such a mark for the taker and paul bearer act that together oh so much fun and i've got to say i take his tribute to paul bearer this this month this week on WWE's t- television program was beautiful with the projections and stuff i mean what as in when it happened in reality yeah Oh yeah, the, I mean, the WWE went all out for this, and also the the Paul Bearer documentary on documentary 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 on the documentary on the documentary on the on the network now. Ah, uh, jokes, in the States. jokes, jokes inside <laughs> jokes. And not a single cut listening to this podcast is going to get apart from us. This is what this pod's about. No, don't worry. The temptation. We don't to care go about you. This the fuck off. <laughs> So tem- the temptation to go onto the network and rewatch the Paul Bearer documentary is so tempting right now. The temptation yeah, is there. Man. Absolutely, dude. Better than this bollocks. So, previously on Impact Wrestling, 
Immediate slow-mo close-up of Hulk Hogan entering Wembley, 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 Wembley Arena. Because, you know, getting over the important stuff here. Look, Hulk Hogan was in Wembley Arena. Look how cool he is, wrestling fans. Fuck it out. Um, Hulk Hogan announced the main event for lockdown. Bully wanted to celebrate with his dream match, tagging with Daddy Hogan. But that dream became a nightmare. When those cameras came out and Hogan got found out. <laughs> it's okay if you don't get caught, remember? <laughs> Bully's I, revenge. I mean, that's, that, that's the case of wanking. <laughs> what Hogan did was wrong. <laughs> Fucking A. It's, it's satirical humor text. That's what we do here, right? Everything's sarcasm. None of it's real. Nothing's real. We're all just bots. Uh, Bully's revenge was put on hold to focus on Hulk. I mean, <laughs> the world title. <laughs> A common bond of common enemies. They're talking about Jeff and Bubba here uh, while showing influence uh, images of bad influence and not Aces and Eights, which I was like, dude, can we just try and please get Aces, o- Aces and Eights over in the slightest bit? It's kind of an integral part of the plot at the moment, but whatever. Um, who will leave lockdown as world champion? Uh, Lion in the Sand was drawn for lethal lockdown. They finally show some Aces and Eights footage. Uh, Sting answered with his team. It's showtime, do you get it? Uh, <laughs> Kurt Angle was out for blood, and the cyborg's target was set on Ace's Nates. I forgot they were calling Kurt Angle the cyborg. Great booking. <laughs> well, why change? Oh, okay. Uh, Kurt Angle got his hands on the VP of Ace's and Ace, and I'm like, Hang oh, some new information. Wait, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> This was obviously the massive ender of last week's episode, where Kurt breaks in, beats up a bunch of the Ace and Eights guys up, and unmasks one. And suddenly on this week's intro, they're like, the VP of Aces and Eights was unmasked! And you're like, was this not... I mean, yes, thank you for telling us, but (laughs) did you not want to put it over in the actual story, maybe? Yeah, let's digest this. So this is episode (laughs) nine of our ten-episode run, which means two months in a pay-per-view have gone by where it's taken till the the go-home show to go, oh, you know the big lad who's been appearing on every show causing havoc? Mm. He's the VP. Did you know that? Did you know? He's, he's, he's the VP. And he's yeah. going to give us, and Kurt Angle is going to give us the lowdown tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is the man behind the mask? Impact Expectations wrestling. were sky high for this. <laughs> You're looking at the real deal of wrestling. It's Impact Wrestling stars right now. So Kurt Angle, without a bruise on him or selling any of the brutal 20-on-1 beatdown he received last week, mask in hand, wanders in from seemingly the streets to some very dramatic lighting in a corridor backstage at a wrestling event because that's how backstage at wrestling events look, right, Tax? Dixie had a The pandas were on leave. No one was there to power the show. Yeah, not enough lights to actually turn them all, not enough power to turn all the lights on, you know. That's why you got this mood lighting. Um, and a producer from behind the camera goes, Kurt, who's under the mask? <laughs> Kurt tells us he's shocked and pissed off. This will have rippling effects throughout the whole company. Listen, this isn't just an impact zone problem. This is a TNA problem. I'm like, I think Brooke's got a few of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, tits and beaver, tits and beaver. 
<laughs> I forgot that gimmick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> what a start. Kurt Angle, no selling everything that happened last week, apart from the fact he unmasked the dude. Who Kurt Angle doesn't even call the VP. Like, just in the intro. I mean, this was awful. From going to the end of last week's episode to thinking something like, maybe Kurt's been kidnapped. Maybe they're going to hold him captive. Maybe he's going to escape at some point during the show to reveal who this is. No, mm. Kurt Angle's thick as pig shit and has spent <laughs> the whole week going, I know a secret, but I'm not yeah. going to tell the world who it is. I want to wait to tell the holiday makers and the applause buttons pressed at the impact zone for them to go, who? <laughs> Yeah, and considering what happens later, you would have thought this information would be quite useful. Oh, dear. To know. Oh dear. Yeah. Hmm. So the fake crowd noise and pyro kicks in as Todd Canalina Helly welcomes us to the show. I should just clarify, it wasn't fake pyro. The pyro was definitely there. The, the pyro is definitely there. Yeah, the crowd. <laughs> so, and I do mean the people in attendance. Uh, in well, fairness, I'd much prefer real crowd fake pyro. <laughs> Imagine that. Hmm. Interesting. What like would have made the like AW tinsel. ring explosion look better, <laughs> wouldn't it? With fake pyro at the end <laughs> on the replay. Just put this bu- this edit over it. It'll be fine. I've often thought that when they you know do the replays or whatever, they should just literally edit in massive, ridiculous fake explosions that are obviously fake, just so people who watch it back who have never seen it live, whatever, were like, oh, I mean, yeah, it looks silly, but what were they complaining about? <laughs> whatever. Todd Kennelina Helly welcomes us to the show. Welcome to Impact Wrestling Live. It's the last stop on the road to lockdown. Tonight, from the jam-packed Impact Zone, <laughs> we will find out the identity, <laughs> identity, identity of the VP of the Aces and Eights, as unmasked by Kurt Angle. It's like three sentences in one where he fucks up every other word. It's great. And the stars of Impact Wrestling try to gain a competitive edge, headed into lockdown this Sunday on pay-per-view. Todd Kennedy is not made for live television. No. This was the worst introduction he's done of all these shows. Yeah. Should pre-tape these just to get them... Bang on, because, yeah, this guy is uh, not great. He's not been great on any of these shows. I don't think he's had a shining moment at all, really. And four of the London shows were pre-taped anyway. Yeah, it's a shame, man. Austin Aries heads to the ring and Tax goes fucking furious, I imagine. Well, he's he's not in street clothes, so it's good that he bothered getting changed to, you know, <laughs> rock up. <laughs> Unlike most of the TNA roster. Um... <laughs> He does some heel stick. Some absolute pricks in the crowd have signs everywhere and it's immensely distracting. Um, Aries mentioned something he did last week, something new for TNA. <laughs> Consistency. Aries spoke to both Bully and Jeff before their matches last week. Uh, Aries calls out Jeff Hardy because he's like, oh, they disrespected me. Uh, it's almost like open fight night or something, Tax. No one would challenge anyone on an open fight night, Rich. Why would they bother? No, not the World Heavyweight Champion. Why would you challenge him if you had an opportunity to challenge anyone in the whole company? Uh, this is all the same time as well while Mike Tanea was touting they're expecting the biggest domestic crowd at lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
not counting WrestleMania at that Texas stadium, I imagine. Nope. Yeah. And out comes the champ with his stupid belts, his fucking awful music, and eyes on his eyes. I mean... <laughs> I thought you were talking about Cena for a second. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have eyes in his eyes, but everything else, like, yeah, fine. Uh, for a non-title match, because, you know, TNA, of tag team champ Austin Aries versus world heavyweight champion Jeff Hardy. Uh, how did you feel going into this match? Were you pumped, Tax? I was very upset that Bobby Roode wasn't there as a go-home show when they're trying to sell a triple threat tag match. Hmm. And instead they put Aries and Jeff Hardy, a match we've seen quite a few times before in Impact. We saw it as our first main event with Bobby Roode involved. I just don't see the point. I, I genuinely don't see the point in the heavyweight champion being in a competitive non-title match heading into a pay-per-view. Yep, that sentence could have ended so many ways. And I would have been like, yep, I don't see the point. I don't see the point in this World Heavyweight Champion. I don't see the point in this match. I don't see the point in Austin Aries. <laughs> like, pick one. <laughs> it's all the same thing. It's all factual. Good thing that the finish when we get there was completely logical for what we're heading into lockdown to see. <sighs> so Jeff is slapping hands with the fans. Aries jumps the champ and off we go. Pretty fair, jumps... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Aries literally just appears from the top of the screen and yeah. just jumps down like um, really old like computer game on the Amiga baddie style. You're walking and all of a sudden something drops <laughs> on the top of the screen and goes and gets you. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice spot. It caught me off guard. So that's always nice when wrestling can do that. You know, um, These stories definitely aren't. So <laughs> at least that bit was. Uh, Jeff is disgracing the Hart family by wearing pink and black tonight. Uh, they do some wrestling. Aries lobs Hardy to the outside. They stall for a bit while Aries mocks Jeff, does some kind of like sexy dancing thing, like the hand thing. Uh, cut to ads, come back from the ads, and uh, they're doing their this is where we run the ropes and do the drop kick bit. Uh, Bella Tour, Dixie, you can follow them all on Twitter. You can watch them after the show, blah, 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 blah. We're seeing every possible TNA cliche under the books in this opening match. Don't worry. Dixie Carter is on Twitter and you can follow her at TNA Dixie. And she's announcing new impact dates for Pennsylvania, Mississippi and Tampa. So Impact Ooh. Wrestling is making sure they're coming to a market near you. Well, they're not coming to a market near me because I wouldn't buy the fucking tickets. <laughs> I think that's a big problem for TNA in general. <laughs> like, please buy our tickets. Please, please, please. In literally every other match, there's an advert going, hey, we're coming to these towns. Do you want to buy some tickets? We're, we're struggling a bit. Can you please buy our tickets? There's one promo later on the show, which again, we'll probably make mention of when they go, oh, and it's the lockdown sale. <laughs> we're yeah. having to sell everything cheap already. It's back again. <laughs> it was back last week as well. And you're like, what? Uh, it's very silly. Uh, Jeff makes his comeback. Devastating Brett Rope splash by Hardy. And you're like, whoa, this is not the Jeff Hardy I remember. Fucking hell. Um, I'll do the finish. Uh, Jeff looks to have the match won. But Matt Morgan jumps in out of fucking nowhere because TNA uh, gives Jeff the big boot. Uh, to be fair. Room. Yeah. God damn. What a big boot. Carbon footprint. Whatever you want to call it. it fucking lands it nice and big and strong and stiff and oh big strong hard boy ain't he <laughs> I like Matt Morgan oh. wish he would actually been utilised in these nine weeks of television we've watched the fact that they could have had him when he had the babyface push to go for the belt and the fact they didn't pull the trigger on having Matt Morgan as their beastly babyface champion when they had the chance when he was so over and in fairness this is just basically saying 
we're really sorry we made you tag with Joey Ryan. Just do, <laughs> just don't come to work. We'll pay you. Um, boot Jeff in the face, and you don't have to work lockdown. And we'll say no more. Look at the size and the face and the move set and the agility of the guy. Uh, why could neither major company make this guy work for them? Vince McMahon had him have a stuttering gimmick. So that was stupid. And they brought him in at the same time as they brought in Nathan Jones. And their plans originally, I think it was Mania 19, where it was going to be... Oh, no, no, because it wouldn't have been that, because this would have been after. I think it was going to be WrestleMania 20 that they were going to have Nathan Jones and Matt Morgan win the tag belts. But when they did their Australia tour, Nathan Jones took the flight and went home. (laughs) Which is the one? Fun- it's never got on the, the flight back to America, did he? he just stayed no. in Australia. Yeah. Still, the funniest thing that's ever happened. Oh, you're um, you're bringing a lot of luggage, aren't you, Nathan? Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't mind the sofa or the bed I'm bringing back to Australia with me. I just need my comfort. You know? Yeah. I just need this on the plane. <laughs> I just need this on the plane. I'm seven foot tall. I need this on the plane. <laughs> Rack off. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's tempting to think that, you know, Matt Morgan might have been a better talent than Nathan Jones. <laughs> you mean the Colossus of Boggo Road? Yeah, unbelievable, isn't it? Genuinely, you see Matt Morgan in these little segments, where, even where he's telling like Sting to fuck off last week, or like, you know, his post-match promo he does after this, which I think is a few segments later. He's killer promo, dude. He's got the look. He's fucking massive. <laughs> and you're like... Did you, did you guys not know what pro wrestling is? Like, you're fucking Hulk Hogan, dude. The reason you got over is you were big and you can cut a promo. Um, uh, <laughs> are you not seeing what we're seeing? I know we've said this on an earlier episode as well, but I think it's just worth re-emphasizing here. The issue with Matt Morgan was, as you said, he was big. He was great on the stick. The problem is he could work. And they don't want big guys to work. The fact in OVW, he was doing shooting style presses and Cornette chewed him out for it. It was like, you're a seven foot tall monster. If I ever see you doing the shooting style press again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. I mean, why would a big athletic guy ever get over, you know, like Undertaker, Luchasaurus, you know, Brock Lesnar. Like, you know, uh, oh, hang on, hang over, on, right? hang on, hang the fuck on. What? Right. I like Luchasaurus, but hey, oh, he's Underta- Undertaker, Lesnar, no, I'm Luchasaurus. just saying, get over. Like, listen to Lucha, the fans when Luchasaurus would come out. He's the most over guy on that fucking show every time. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I just think having them in the yeah, same... Yeah, they're not could've... the same color, but I'm just saying big athletic guys that immediately came to my head. It's not like I was like, Sid, <laughs> Carly. <laughs> and Hall also, of Fame Carly. Yeah, not to upset yeah. willpower. I mean, mm. isn't it a travesty that Carly's in the Hall of Fame before Luger? Well, that's because Carly held a belt. Yeah, absolutely. Carly could work. The innovator of the Punjabi prison match. <laughs> I tried to hold my laughter back so much because I was like, oh, if I can make that sound serious. Oh, seriously. Because you, you know where we've had these gimmick pay-per-views, so now we've got Hell in a Cell Elimination Chamber. Can you imagine mm. what will happen is when they go to WWE India for the, the NXT India, they'll go, and this, this pay-per-view is called Punjabi Prison. <laughs> and it's like three Punjabi prison matches. fucking hell okay so let's move on sting backstage doing motivational speech to his lockdown team 
none of which seem very happy to be here, which is probably predictable, but it's what it is. Uh, ODB is also here and grabs her tits because ODB, I guess? Gashcam was getting ready for Taranta Rail later, so it couldn't be there to catch a close-up of it. And Sting's reaction is going, yeah, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally his words. Yeah. Uh, replay, is there anything you want to talk about here? I mean, there's not much to say. It's just people look angry and Sting goes, yeah, we've got to win. You should be motivated to win. <laughs> uh, it, did, it did try and cover something that wasn't over on commentary, where what, Sting DNA? was like, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that vowed to kick things off in a good way mm. in the, and, and there's no context provided the fact that this, there's going to be a best of three series tonight excuse me what best of three series are you talking about the the winners of the best of three series oh the matches the, the, yeah. the, the, this is a series is it having random dudes from each team having matches yeah and then whoever's got the most wins out of the three matches gets the advantage in lockdown oh i Brilliant. I'm so happy they put that over nice and strong because I definitely knew that that was a thing. <laughs> what? I did not know this was a thing did at all. Did you not? They mentioned it a couple of times in commentary and you must have just been thinking, going, oh, Dude, they're, um, who's got, they're, they're one up. <laughs> I have got to this point with this commentary team where I just block it out. Like, it's just white noise as far as I'm concerned. Occasionally, I hear something. I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? And I have to skip back to listen to it just to be like, oh, okay, yes, he is that fucking stupid or something like that. But the vast majority of the time, I, I'm literally, I, I just block out this commentary entirely. It's You can only hear Taz be like, <laughs> so many times before you're just like, I just don't care anymore. Poor uh, Taz. <laughs> Uh, no, fuck Taz. He's awful on the show. Like he's he's good now. He's very good for AEW. He was good for ECW. He was good when he started with WWE. We've had this conversation before. I'm just going to move on. Uh, replay of Angle unmasking the lad we weren't allowed to see last week. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and getting beat up a bit by the Aces and Eights. Uh, Kurt Angle is still walking backstage <laughs> in the same dramatically lit corridor as earlier. It's, it seems like he's stuck in some sort of time loop because it's been about twenty minutes. <laughs> This is why Matt Morgan never got out because he could never escape the backstage maze. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder, like, you know how there were replicants last week? We've got time loops this week. Is TNA getting really interesting? <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle walked out and was all of a sudden was in like a version of Paperboy. So like, I've definitely gone the wrong fucking way. <laughs> Matt Becoming Morgan like ends Looper. up in Splash Mountain. <laughs> uh, I think we're getting our hopes up maybe here. <laughs> I doubt they're going to be suddenly become like you know some sort of very complicated sci-fi plot wishful thinking yeah it's a good idea for wrestling though like you actually have time loops and really weird plots and I don't know mythical weapons and stuff <laughs> how far can we take this someone get DDT on the phone they'll eat this shit up someone get Brooks on the phone and say Chris oh. got an idea for you yeah I love it good news guys the tna lockdown sale is back again uh, you two can buy a t-shirt that says i bleed wrestling on the back hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it does sound quite painful to be fair imagine wrestling coming out your veins like fucking hell boys calm down <laughs> get back in get back in <laughs> uh yeah jeff harley's got something else in his veins isn't he it's not wrestling that's for sure um, it's art, <laughs> it's creativity. 
<laughs> Morgan cuts the promo backstage that we talked about earlier. He knows what he wants. Matt Morgan promises Hulk Hogan that he's going to fuck up the whole roster until he gets what he deserves. Not his exact words, but you get the point. In reality, that should happen because mm. he's a monster. Yep. Ah, I know we've only got one show left, but am I right in thinking that Matt Morgan doesn't get to mess up the whole entire roster and become the superstar of TNA? I don't believe he does. Hmm. Seems like that might be the case. <sighs> Angle aces Nate's Wes Briscoe video package. Angle doing all this work to get Wes, Wes Briscoe over. Really important work Angle's doing here. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Oh, uh, the fact in this promo, Wes Briscoe refers to his dad and his uncle as the same person. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Don't, don't spoil that bit. So out comes Wes Briscoe Cito. Uh, and all of his charisma as well. <laughs> Carrying it around in a thimble. You know? It's all in his hair. <laughs> Wes tells us that his dad and uncle were one of the bravest wrestlers. <laughs> Ah, uh, such a good line. Like, he looks like he's got quite a bit of confidence when he comes out. Then he grabs the mic and does the thing that all wrestlers are meant to do, where he looks at the crowd a little bit. So he looks to his left, looks to his right, and cross the road. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, look, and listen. It's Green Cross, Green Cross Crowd or whatever. It's absolutely perfect. Stepped isn't it? on a hedgehog. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he goes to talk. And the crowd sounds something. He looks across and goes, oh, I meant to look at you when you talk. That's what wrestlers do, right? And then he finally brings the mic to his mouth and goes, my dad and uncle, one of the best wrestlers. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny, dude. I mean, I, 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 did, <sighs> I didn't recover from that. And then it was, uh, <laughs> it going, I believed it. I studied it. I wanted to be you. Wait, you wanted to be in me? <laughs> Until like oh, so funny, uh, but the, the logic behind it. So obviously at TNA they don't have script writers. They had the bullet. They went for the bullet points to allow talent to get better at promos. But the fact <laughs> is that Briscoe was like, I believed it. I studied it. I wanted to be you, referring to Angle being the best wrestler that his uncle and father, his his uncle dad, had told him <laughs> that Kurt Angle was the best wrestler he'd ever seen. And then he said, I wanted to be you until I got the chance to beat you and then the crowd mm. start going what and instead of the steve austin what i'm pretty sure half the people in the crowd going what no, no, genuinely what <laughs> what are you talking about where's you're not making sense bro um <clears throat> and then all i can refer and then he went on saying um kurt angle's got that tin medal around his neck for a sport the olympics just kicked out and then he flailed his arms around like a fucking cheerleader <laughs> he did spectacular promo work here from wes he's uh you know, he's going to be a superstar. That's why Angle's being used to get him over, right? Also, really didn't pay attention during, you know, science class referring to a gold medal as that tin medal. Fucking hell, mate. Mm. Look at your periodic table. Yeah, fucking hell. Do you know what the uh, periodic table sign, what do you call it? Is what, for gold? gold? Is yeah. it AU? Sure. It <laughs> <laughs> to the stage. Kurt audibly bitch slaps Wes Briscoe. Uh, these two do some amateur star brawling, rolling around the ring. Then Simon Diamond, Al Snow, and Wes, uh, sorry, D'Lo Brown, the agents, come out to break it up. So, do you want to describe this? Go on. 
I fucked up the first time. We're not definitely not recording this. <laughs> um, th- I mean, this definitely wasn't a clusterfuck. So, um, yeah, Dino Brown, Al Snow, and Pat Kenny, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> that's funny. All came out, and they tried to separate um, Wes Briscoe, his hair, and Kurt Angle from fighting. Simon it's his Diamond. own entity, the hair now. <laughs> is this a gimmick again? I like it, yeah. It's, it's, it's Wes Briscoe with charisma. <laughs> oh, okay. so it's called his the hair. hair gives him charisma. Okay, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, so Pat Kenny and Al Snow are holding back Kurt Angle. Delo's holding back um, Wes Briscoe and hair. His what? name is Simon Diamond, by the way, but okay, let's move on. He's so he's up. I refuse to acknowledge proper wrestling on this podcast. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, sure. But whilst um, Diamond and Snow... Yeah, there you go. There you go. Are holding back Angle. Angle shouting, it's him, it's him, it's him. And Pat Kenny, sorry, Simon Diamond goes, and as Al Snow, not Al Snow, that would be an amazing turn for this storyline of Al Snow got involved. (laughs) Kurt Angle charged towards Briscoe uh, D'Lo Brown gave him the lowdown in his nuts by kicking yeah. him in the balls to reveal himself as the VP of the Aces and Eights to a yeah. dulled silence of the crowd going, this fucking guy. Yeah, another non-in-ring competitor. Heel turning in these 10 episodes to join Aces and Eights. How exhilarating how exciting i am riveted on my what previous heel turn an agent has joined aces and eights on my pre- on the previous attempt to record this before my uh, my laptop died um i try to make the analogy of it's important to have everyone through the levels of business but i didn't even find it funny so i'm going to ignore it and move on <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is that this is obviously uh the hefty lad we were thinking it might be Bubba, might be Joe, something like that. So to be fair to them, it wasn't who we thought it was going to be. So it was somewhat of a surprise. The, <laughs> that's, like, the issue... that's like going, brilliant, I got food poisoning, I only shit myself but didn't vomit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the issue is that the surprise is like, all right. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Shall we move on? Like, what? Okay, it's D'Lo Brown. Great. I mean, he did uh, like shout at Angle, holding the mask, going, I'm going to take back this club property. Mm. All right, lads, clearly there's been cutbacks if you can't afford another lucha mask. <laughs> and then and D'Lo Brown shouting out, recognize that, Angle. Yeah. See, I like D'Lo Brown, but even even though it's someone I like, I'm like, all right, yeah, fair enough, cool. Yeah, He's great. doing very well on commentary on TNA. He's having to commentate on a shit product, shitter than this. And he's doing all right. Oh, that's a bold statement. Uh, I watched his debut for that that big pay they had with Ed Kenny Omega and stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I thought he was a bit rubbish. Not for me. I think, I mean, I will, I quite like the workings of Matt Stryker, but Matt Stryker does have a very good oh, way of bringing down a co-commentator. What do you mean? What do you mean you like the workings of Matt Stryker? He's I've been awful, watching, dude. I've been watching TNA for the last 10 fucking weeks. Matt Stryker <laughs> is JR like in comparison to <laughs> fucking Mike Tanay. Uh, great stuff. So D'Lo announces himself as the VP of Aces Nates. This is the point we're getting to here. Uh, D'Lo does a backstage segment with the Aces Nates surrounding him. Gallows is fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
going rawr, 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 the whole time behind D'Lo. Like it's the funniest thing he's ever seen. It's fucking brilliant, man. Also, Watching I feel this really back, sorry Gallows. for Devon. Oh. Devon's been demoted. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. Out, out, outshone by <laughs> fucking D'Lo Brown immediately. Because he's like, out to the ring, Devon, off you go. <laughs> Great stuff, man. I'm the boss now. Yeah, I mean, D'Lo's closing line of Aces Nates Forever, dog. And I mean, well, until November at least. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we've just been talking about like, Gallo's putting on this Aces Nates faux event thing. Oh, man, looks so funny. Doesn't it? Cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, for the, the Dead Man's Hand Championship and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's fucking genius. We've all been there uh, watching TNA. I've won that belt several times. <laughs> <laughs> ah, clunge cam or crotch cam, whatever we're calling it now. Gash cam. What, what we... Gash cam, okay. Because it sounds like dash cam, which is funny. Like a cop show, you know what I mean? But it's gashes. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do when the female ref comes up to you? Gash cam, gash cam. Ah, it's like a Vince Russo dream, isn't it? Uh, so, Devon comes out to the ring for a match with Sting. And you're like, right. Okay, TNA, you've got Devon Dudley <laughs> and Sting in the ring together. So what's going to happen here, guys, is that Sting is going to beat Devon Dudley in about 20 seconds, okay? To win the TV championship, not defended on TV again. Yeah. Okay. So you understand how this works <laughs> as we go in. Well, hang on. The TNA are like, well, fuck you, wrestling. <laughs> as they lead into this match. There is consistency in this match. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. Is there something consistent about this match in the last week in London? The finish. Oh. <laughs> This hurts. I, I don't mind the Dudleys. Okay. I think Devon is a very capable wrestler. Agreed. He said some dumb shit on social media. But, and I think, I, I probably think he's the lesser of the two Dudleys, but the Dudley boys themselves, fucking A. Great tag. Okay. As an individual wrestler, not quite on the level of Sting. Would well, you when, agree? He was the, when he was the Reverend Devon, he had promise when he was being his preacher character because Vince McMahon says this going, ah, oh, black man, preacher, New Day, preacher, Apollo Crews, spear fisherman. <laughs> it's like we've looked inside Vince's brain. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this guy, <laughs> Apollo Crews, right? He's, he's a really fucking amazing wrestler. Ah, not, you mean not the spear fisherman? <laughs> the spear fisherman, yes. Give him a spear and tell him to speak in what can be described as a Kofi Kingston level accent of offensiveness, which Bro. I came accidentally very close to doing then. I'm so glad I didn't. No, don't do that. But it's literally like they've gone, okay, so we've got this guy. Like, we think we're going to do something special with him, okay? Like, we think he's got so much potential. He's been there for a few years and it's not quite worked. We, we fucked up the booking a bit, you know, but ugh, it is what it is. Let's see what we can do with him. Vince has gone, what color's his skin? <laughs> <laughs> They've gone. Uh, he's from Nigeria, Vince. And Vince has gone. Right, give him a spear. <laughs> Tell him to do an accent. Put him out on telly. Wrong. What F the fuck, man? First thing that happened was Vince McMahon did this, going, put him in the new day. No, 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 Vince. Oh. 
No, no. <laughs> no, 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 Vince. We can't but do that. What's Big E doing? No, 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 Vince. No, no. <laughs> Just broken them up, Vince. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, like, I think I love Apollo Crews and he's cut promos and said things about like, IRL where, you know, he has a Nigerian heritage. That's his family. He wants to do the gimmick and stuff. And I'm like, bro. You don't need this fucking gimmick. You're Apollo Crews. You're the Uha Nation, bro. You're fucking insane. Like, what are we doing? Ah, let's move on. My frustration is building to this finish of this match we're talking about. So, Sting is still wrestling in a t-shirt. They're like, okay. They do a Devon Dudley match. <laughs> don't know what else to say. They do some strikes, you know? And then, can you describe the moment on the outside for me, please, Tax? Because I struggle without getting very sweary to describe it. Well, I also I think you're you're downplaying the Devon Dudley match. You've mentioned strikes, but you've also forgotten to have the very, very long element of the uh, the rear chin lock while the commentators plugged lockdown in San Antonio. They I think go- it was implied. <laughs> <laughs> They go to the outside, and then what can I describe as a lad through yeah. a beer? All oh, stings. What a lad! What a lad! A lad, lad, lad! You know. And then I thought these fucking progress fans get everywhere. Yeah. And then, although sorry, progress fans don't have the balls to back it up. And and then again, you know, neither does their content on on Peacock, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and then, <laughs> and then. We're going to go and take a comedy ring post spot from Sting. Wait, wait, hang on. I, I spoke over the whole bit of what the fan did. <laughs> well, sorry. The fan threw what is perceived as a beer into mm. Sting's face. Yep. That lethal, sharp beer. <laughs> it might have been snake bite. It might have been sticky. <laughs> oh, to be fair, I miss snake bite in black. No, I'd serve that in UK pubs more. It's technically illegal. But after the snake bite was thrown in Sting's face, uh, mm. Devon threw him into the steel post. Sting, bl- you know, covered in blood. Uh, Devon rolled him into the ring. Um, what a maneuver! <laughs> Let's just let see me, what. Let g- me wait, wait, yeah, wait, sorry. wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me take this bit. Tax. So Sting, covered in blood, from the brutal beer he had thrown of him, and his head. About six inches from a ring post. <laughs> Bleeding. Bladed, lads. Covered in blood. Devon gives Sting his fucking kryptonite, the big boot. <laughs> Devon, Devon fucking Dudley covers Sting. Sting <laughs> fucking WCW World Heavyweight Champion multiple times carried a company on his back for 15 fucking years Sting has graced these plebs of TNA with his fucking presence Sting for the one two fuck this motherfucking shit ass of a fucking company three and your winner is Devon fucking Dudley over Sting what? Got Idiots! To pro- got to protect the champion. Oh my god, bro. Like, there's been some bad moments on this show. Sting getting pinned off the big boot last week from Cali two weeks ago. Fucking ruined what was a really quite fun show. 
this show was shit so far. <laughs> they fucking been staying off a big boot again. I was like, oh, I'm fucking done. I had to stop. I, I watched this show two nights ago. I stopped watching at that point. I literally see the hand go down for the three and I'm like, nope, <laughs> turned it off. Had to watch the rest of this show yesterday. So my two thoughts of this were, one, what a surprise. Ace and eights are one nil up in the series to see <sighs> who's going to get the advantage of lockdown. And second of all, I thought, surely someone who is as much of a pro as Devon Dudley would have realised earlier in the night, Matt Morgan took out Jeff Hardy with a big boot. So he's now going to take out Sting with the kryptonite boot. <laughs> the kryptonite move in TNA. You know how like Kenny Omega's one wing angel or like, you know, the rainmaker or Stone Cold Stunner. Like people just don't kick out that shit. You know what I mean? Unless it's really, really important. TNA like, all right, lads. <laughs> the big boot is now the move in TNA that no cunt can kick out of anymore, right? Yeah, we're going to get that over. No, just Sting. <sighs> fucking hell. Yeah, you know, other people can kick out of them. Yeah. People do kicks and stuff in the matches all fucking night long, but Sting? Fucking Sting? Nah, no chance. I mean, Jeff Hardy did have to be assisted by medical personnel, so and he came out later in the evening, so does that mean Jeff Hardy's harder than Sting? <laughs> I think Jeff Hardy's like never going to be hard again with the amount of shit he's done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, update. I've just had a message from Louis Dangle, Wrestle Talk's own Louis Dangle, that reads, I may have an idea for your podcast. Oh, what should we send it back? Let's do this live on the pod. Yeah, okay. By the way, it's England 4, San Marino 0. <laughs> Still, okay. What, what, should I tell, what should I ask Louis? Should I say, ooh, what's your idea? Or should I be like, fuck off, I don't want your ideas. <laughs> no, let's tell him what the idea is. And if it's good, we'll steal it as our own. And if it's bad, we'll bury him on the pod. Okay, what's the idea if it's good? I can't type. If it's good, we're going to <laughs> steal it as our own. If it's shit, I'm going to... <laughs> Oh, I really can't type and talk at the same time. I'm going to bury you on the pod right now. If he hops on this Discord and comes into this podcast uninvited, I'm going to fucking scream at him. <laughs> Don't worry, he still won't be recording his fucking audio. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. All right, let's see what he comes back with. I will update you live. <laughs> it's more live than TNA has ever been anyway. I guarantee right. it's just going to be like every wrestling promotion I've worked for. I've got an idea to replace tax. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sean McMahon. How are you doing? <laughs> <sighs> Fucking hell. Velvet Sky is cutting a promo backstage and the camera op has obviously made a mistake because it's focused on her face. Error. He's new. <laughs> I do have an update from Louis Dangor and his idea for the podcast. I'm excited. Louis, I'll, I'll read it exactly how he's written it. Okay. Louis Dangor. I chat to Gallows. You are doing an Aces and Eights podcast. Gallows on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> in a million years is he coming on this podcast or we having a wrestler on our pod no fucking way it's not that sort of pod what the fuck are you saying about my wrestling career we're not having a wrestler on the <laughs> podcast that doesn't count you're the host 
Oh god, it's so funny. I've said to him, uh, "Lol, I love the idea, but no way are we having him like him on the show." That just no, I would be way too embarrassed to even say anything. You know? Just DMing Louis now. <laughs> Don't listen to Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. But like you know, maybe he could have some sort of cameo on the podcast. Would not, he... not cameo the website, but like you know, an actual cameo. Like, would he like to record? Would he like to record the greeting to the pod? Well, we'll see. Hey? <laughs> well, it's our it's our big fucking pay per view next week, so we'll see. So I don't know how much we caught before we had tech issues, or whatever. Because you know, recording remotely in COVID at times is a bit of tricky, but it's what it is. Uh, did I write down the code? No, I didn't write t- time code. Uh, Fifty nine. Right, so Velvet Sky is cutting a promo backstage and the camera op has obviously made a mistake because he's focusing the camera on her face. <laughs> Good old gash face, Velvet Sky. <laughs> oh no, that's me. <laughs> so uh, Gail Kim walks up behind Velvet and mocks her, does a silly like, Ugh! and then Velvet slaps Gail after they had to say some shit. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Anything you want to say about this? No, nothing. <laughs> I don't want my computer to die. Let's move on. So, we get a gut check drama video package. And I was like, hang on, wasn't this over last week? I thought, like, you know, the, well, the what's her face? The, the, what's, her, what's the, Ivelisse? Now, Ivelisse won the match, so she's going to get a contract, right? That's how this works. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> so, they've replaced Taz as a judge. They've replaced Taz with OVW trainer Danny Davis. And I'm like, okay, I get the links to CNA. It's not much of a name, but whatever, fine. Some TNA producer has obviously been watching 24 as this whole editing thing is done with the shitty split screen thing that was really popular in that series 24. Have you seen that? Blah, 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 blah. There we go. See, you've never seen movies, but you've seen almost every TV show, so we can do those sort of references. Yeah, exactly. I mean, CTU, bloody love a bit of TNA split screen. (laughs) Fucking A. Someone's stolen Uh, Danny Davis's daughter, and now to get her back, he's got to go on gut check. Yeah, gut check. That's a hard thing to say. The gut check graphic gives me a quick seizure, like last week, because it's just like, you will listen to Wilson. There is a graphic here. Like, that's my best audible way of describing how it feels to look at the graphic for gut check. And what a surprise, Ivelisse, who didn't get to this stage of gut check, has gone on to have a more, I'd say, a more prominent career than Lady Tapper. Yeah, probably agree with that. You know, she's definitely shot on more people. <laughs> um, Pritchard tells us that Lady Tapper is the winner. Oh, she lost the match, douchebag. What are you talking about? But it's all about who you're related to in this business, not your talent, apparently. Works for me. It's not who you know. It's what you know. It's who you know. <laughs> this whole gut check thing throws me every time. And, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do the whole gut check thing, then we'll talk about it later, okay? Because there's more to come, listeners. Ah. <sighs> Taron Terrell is back as ref for the next match. Next match. So here comes <laughs> here comes Gashcam making its much anticipated return. Oh god! In some of the weeks, there's been a bit less Gashcam, but this week they were just like, "Fuck it, stick it in her ass, and off we go." And that's what Bully said to Brooke. <laughs> Ah, which leads us to a six-person mixed tag team match of bad influence of Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Gail Kim, with Gail Kim as their tag team partner, fuck, versus Chavo Guerrero. Ooh, Chavo! 
Velvet Sky and Danger Mex. Um, so as the match starts, I notice that there is fake tan all over the canvas. Or, you know, I'm hoping it's fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, commentary is going on and on and on about anything in this that isn't this match. Um, the lower third graphics are trying to sell tickets for TNA Impact Live. Please buy our tickets. Please, please, please. Um, <laughs> I basically spent most of this match going Danger Max, Danger Max does whatever a Danger Max does. I spent most of this match going, oh, Kaz, oh, CD, you guys really don't give a shit at the moment, do you? Yeah, fucking A, man. Does anyone in this match give a shit? Like, it's... Uh... Tara so, Terrell. Mm, yeah, she's uh, constantly bouncing around to go from one side of the ring to the other, just being a massive distraction. It's great. She's working the referee horseshoe, though, so she's not getting in the way of the hard cam, mm. otherwise known as my penis. Classy joke there, Tax. Really classy. Thanks. I, That's I what mean, we do here. <laughs> Horseshoe. We make penis jokes. That's what we do. Gash cam. Yeah, exactly. So um, the match goes on. Gail, the heel, trips Charvo the face. I'm like, oh, what a heel. And then Velvet trips Daniels. I'm like, oh, what a heel. <laughs> no. I mean, I think it's just the case of, well, everyone trips over Charvo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine. It's basically a face turn in our book, so it's all right. But in terms of kayfabe, like, this is just fucking stupid. Quick one on Charvo that I've noticed in the last... Quick one on Charvo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's a fucking tryhard. He's flipping all over the place. He's bouncing, rolling all over the place. It's like, Charvo, just fucking give up, mate. No one gives a shit. (laughs) Your pessimism when it comes to Charvo Guerrero is massively endearing to me, dude. Well, look at him. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do a bouncy roll. Or gonna, instead of walking over to the, take my pot, I'm going to do a little roll. Fuck off, Charvo. Fuck off on your rolls. So, um, Taz gets super chauvinistic, what a dick, about Taryn Terrell being the ref and being Be blonde. blonde. <laughs> so they're in dumb by proxy and then tries to cover his tracks by going doesn't matter if he's male or female i don't want no blonde referee and you're like this is getting weird and then today goes taz what are you talking about and taz responds with well you know what they say about blonde chicks <laughs> you're like what what the fuck taz charles robinson was furious what do you mean blondes can't be referees <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he realizes he's been a twat and been proper chauvinistic tries to like be all like oh sexual equality the first time someone's questioned it he's like oh you know what they say about blonde chicks and you're like fucking hell mate just can't help it can he probably scandinavian by stereotype Um, yeah i mean we're doing it as a joke but not sure taz is to be honest (laughs) all i keep thinking here is the um like the harry enfield sketch where it goes women know your limits (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> nice. do you know do you know the sketch i'm talking about i do very much yeah. so yeah so for yeah. dear listener show and stuff dear know. listener if you're uh if, you, if you're not there basically there's a, a woman and she foolishly at this dinner party mentions that some views on politics and then the voiceover goes women know your limits and it shows what a woman <laughs> apparently should say i said i don't know much about politics but i do think <laughs> kittens are really cute and everyone goes oh very <laughs> nice <laughs> Taz on Harry Enfield oh, would be excellent. So funny. 
Fast show, the Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse shows, yeah, uh, are ones that I would like. You know, Friday night at my dad's, I would get off the sofa to get closer to the telly, so I'd make sure I could hear every <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Big want to, fan as a little, little young youngster, me. I want Taz on Crunch to go. This week, I have mostly been eating Dixie's arse. <laughs> Uh, Charvo takes the heat. Velvet Sky gets the hot tag. Shenanigans <laughs> happen. And... Careful now. Velvet gets the ugly tag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, shenanigans happen, leading to Danger Mechs running over Daniels, to which Taz goes, that's just a man smashing another man. <laughs> Taz throwing like, those 900 channels again. <laughs> oh, 800, 50, 50, 50. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny man uh, yeah as I said I spent most of the match just doing the Spider-Man theme just saying Danger Max every time we would wrestle because I find it really funny uh, something happens Gale pins Velvet who gives a fuck job done replay of D'Lo's heel turn from earlier in the night D'Lo's does a promo uh, from earlier in the night sorry it's just a replay uh, Devon <clears throat> beat Sting Crypto boot. A blood-covered sting smashes a baseball bat into the floor and shouts at Magnus and Joe. Sting and Joe question whether they can trust Magnus. Magnus responds by going, good. Sometimes I don't even know if I can trust myself. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? One time, I was basically the new version of Warform Gladiators. You could never know what I'd do. <laughs> What the fuck has happened to his character in, like, the three weeks he's been on this show? I mean, Sting was his idol. He took him under his wing. But now, he's so crazy, he just doesn't (laughs) know what he's doing. Sometimes, I have ranch and ketchup. (laughs) I just can't trust myself. (laughs) But it's it's all right, though. We've got an AJ Styles segment coming up later tonight. I'm like, please, AJ rescue this fucking show can we have more than just a couple of minutes of aj walking into a room going ah fuck there's a camera and then leaving on a shitty little bike thing please give us something more this is at least what i was thinking when i got to this point (sighs) we'll get to it more tna live advertising please buy our tickets todd kenley kenley tells us that the tna cameras have stayed in Gainesville, Rock City. Da-da. So this poor camera crew have been in Gainesville, Georgia, for uh, what two weeks now? Georgia's nice though, so nice holiday. It's probably better than filming the wrestling in TNA. <laughs> yeah. And what did they capture tax while they were in Gainesville, Georgia, this week? Well, it's very interesting this week because they said, is that AJ's bike? Because they look for a tricycle with training wheels. No, Mm. there's AJ's motorbike. And AJ was talking to a man in a leather cut. Mm. Interesting that. One of the rogue members of Aces Nates in Georgia for some fucking reason. He's the leader. Um, But (laughs) the higher power. (laughs) It was me, Austin. Jeff the barkeep. (laughs) Jeff Vader. 
Oh, um, so, but, but then when AJ saw the cameraman, he uh, went and threatened them, roughed them up a bit and threw them back in the car, pushed the cameraman to the floor. Can he do that, Joey? You know, his AJ, uncle. <laughs> dude, after we've waited nine weeks for an AJ Styles promo, he delivers the line, leave, and the camera cuts. I never voted for his views on Brexit. Leave, dude. <laughs> right. Just begging for anything that I can like latch onto to enjoy these shows. You know, like we've tried the last few shows in London were quite good. I will say this: I did try and zoom in to see if it was an aces and eights cut. Mm. I wasn't very good at zooming. <laughs> Brilliant. But <sighs> for the sake of this storyline, going into lockdown. It made me think, hang on a minute, is AJ, he's now got motorbikes, which we've not seen before. He's got a bit of an attitude. He's speaking to a guy in a black leather cut, which is what we've seen with Ace and Eight. Is this accidental coincidence or are they trying to make me think this could be the leader, the real leader of Ace and Eight? You sure about that? Just straw clutching. Next up, it's a tag team match of the DOC, Big Doc Gallows, and Bischoff Sito versus Magnus and Samoa Joe. Joe and Bischoff Jr. start. Joe tags Magnus by chopping him in the chest, because obviously there's some tension here, you know. To which Magnus protests. I mean, you did just tell Joe you couldn't be trusted. So, you know, why would Joe trust you, you fucking dummy? Like, what the... the... <sighs> El Hijo de Bischoff tricks Magnus into getting double teamed. Magnus <laughs> takes... <laughs> yeah, it's not that sort of company. <laughs> well, it kind of is. Uh, Magnus takes all the heat. Uh, I could say that a million times tonight. Because um, <laughs> there's, there's no change in format ever. It's the same fucking match every time. Right? Who's in it? Just getting through the motions, you know? Um, well, I guess is what Magnus gets when you can't trust yourself for yourself or to trust yourself, eh? Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. Fucking hell. That's, that's all you need to say, really. It's just... Oh, I mean, they were obviously lacking for the go home show. They needed to have. <laughs> you fucking think, Jesus Christ! They needed, go through the motions much. They needed to have some stakes going into it. They needed to have a reason for who was going to have the advantage of lockdown. Which, but they also needed to have. Um, oh, it's five 0 to England. They needed to have <laughs> Bellator on after this. Yeah, uh, they is. need. They needed to have some explanation for why Ace and Eight had the advantage going into lockdown obviously we've got one more match and the result of this one to go but it's like come Mm. on guys and also in five days sorry in three days i've got the pay-per-view so what you're giving me here is like two-fifths of the match on free tv it's like come on guys it's lazy so bishop burrito tags out and gallows beats up magnus for a bit magnus breaks free of gallows to make the hot tag to joe Gallows goes to tag Mini Bischoff, but Chimmy Wang. <laughs> I fucked it up. Chimmy. Oh, fucking hell. Let me get this line. It's quite funny, right? Oh, 
Chimmy wears Changa off. <laughs> just, just hops in the ring without getting fucking tagged. Can he do that, Joey? With hair. <laughs> Magnus and Joe beat up Gallows. Joe does a snapmare. Magnus does an elbow off the top. One, two, three. Magnus and Joe win clean. I'm like, okay. They smile at each other. They slap hands. They're good guys now. Crowd are really into it. It's nice that, you know, seeing a face get a clean win, it's kind of astonishing because it's been, what, nine weeks? Maybe they will get along at lockdown. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Aces and Ace look like utter jobbers in this match. And it's, yeah, Bish, Briscoe, whatever, fine, no problem. But Gallows is, is kind of a, it's one of the better guys in Aces and Ace, I'd say. He was the first unmasked. He was, yeah. The, I mean, he's the director of chaos. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where that falls in but, the ranking. Now we've got a VP, but <laughs> <laughs> sure, who cares? Um, but like, at least they've made some faces look like faces. Yeah, about time. And it, yeah. it makes you. But as you said, we're going into their hoping to have their biggest gate of a pay per view. And what you've done so far is you've had everyone beat everyone going into that cage match. Mm. Good nip. So Lady Tapper walks backstage because WCW 2000. She's lost. Um, <laughs> she's just come out of the, the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, she faces the judges and her, her, her fate. That's it. Uh, and I'm like, wait, what? Didn't she win this earlier? It's so fucking convoluted. Mm. This gimmick is spread across like five or six segments. Feels a bit like overkill. Time to fill. Because, you know, they've got Matt Morgan on the roster. <laughs> they've got AJ Styles in Gainesville. Yeah, Rock nothing City. important's coming up. Don't worry, boys. It's all good. We'll just do this gut check bollocks, shall we? Speaking of which, new exhibition champion Kenny King is here to cut a completely fucking pointless promo to camera. <laughs> It's taken me three attempts to be RVD, but it doesn't matter. I'll take an all comers. One person, two person, three person. I'm like Taron Terrell. I'll take anyone on. <laughs> this promo was fucking dreadful. He said nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. He should work in an accountancy practice. He'd fit in really well like I used to. <laughs> so we go to a different place backstage because, you know, TNA. Uh, Eric, you know, the ratio to backstage segments to matches again has gone completely off. Like we were getting somewhere good, but like two shows back from England, they're like, "Nah, fuck it, just do the whole show backstage." The fans don't, don't need to see wrestling. What are you talking about? We knew we'd get it though. It's the go home show. They it, they just yeah. can't have matches because for some reason, I get the impression like Bobby Roode not being there. It's like, oh, we've used all your dates. Oh shit. Backstage promo. <laughs> So Eric Young, ODB, and James Storm are hanging out in a dramatically lit backstage area because that's how backstage looks at wrestling shows, right? Pandas. Sting, who still hasn't cleaned off the blood from him, it's been about an hour. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? Jam. Uh, <laughs> walks in. And Eric Young cuts an impassioned promo about how he knows he's the funny guy, but there's no punchlines tonight. Please pick me, Sting. I want to be the guy to go out there and prove my worth. Like, they can't do anything worse to me than what they've already done. Like, a big, passionate, empowered promo. This returning wrestler. And Sting goes, okay, EY, tonight it's James Storm. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what the fuck was the point then? Well, he's the wild card. 
He's the wild card. Uh, he doesn't even look annoyed that he's not been picked after this massive fucking speech he gives. <laughs> I like the fact that James Storm goes, I've got this. It's like, mm, you've got <laughs> this 50... 50- there's 15 minutes of the show left, James Storm, at the end of this, and, and we've got to have a Hardy and, Hardy and Bubba segment. I don't think you've got it. I don't think you've got this. Yeah. So Jeremy Borash in the ring with the gut check judges, their dramatic lighting. JB introduces Danny Davis, Bruce Pritchard, and Al Snow as the judges. JB brings out Lady Tarpa. <laughs> he pronounces it. <laughs> Lady Tapas. <laughs> What's JB doing? He literally goes, Ta-pa. Like he emphasizes an H on the end that doesn't exist. It's not there, JB. What are you doing, mate? I like you usually. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like, if I get her name wrong, maybe gut check will be good. Yeah, you know, something to write home about at least. Uh, lady comes out, does 1995 DDP-esque hip thrusting on the ramp. It's delightful. Then calmly walks to the ring because I don't think she gives a fuck, really. Uh, JB explains that Lady needs a majority vote to get the contract with Impact Wrestling. And I'm like, oh, we're still doing this gimmick. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice of you to mention it. Remember last week we were assuming that the system's completely changed? At least they turned around and they said it needs to be a majority vote rather than this time. You need all three judges to say yes. And then one of them said yeah. no. They're going, you need a majority vote. for You um, win. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So she's lost the match, right? <laughs> she can't cut a fucking promo to save her life. They give her two opportunities here, and the crowd are just like, no, no, no. Uh, really cool to point out that Dragon is even over in TNA, even though he's not even in TNA. Pretty amazing stuff. Everyone loves that. Well, we're holiday makers. Maybe the one yeah. with the beard will come out. Hang on, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, ladies' promo, man. It's literally just like, you people. Give me two years and see how good I am. I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> that The logic behind her promo didn't make sense. You've seen what I've done in two years. You wait until two years time. All right, we'll come back in two years. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Just oh, the whole thing is like, oh, she says you people three times. And then she repeated it when she was given the opportunity to kick out. I mean, let's, yeah. we've got oh, those. God. Let's just fucking move on. This was a farce. Th- th- it's, it's really weird how the judges, um, stop this stupid cheesy bullshit segment to like give speeches about Paul Bearer halfway through their judging and you're like what the fuck is going on like read the room guys this is not the time yeah it's I mean (laughs) unless Bruce Pritchard was this approach of well I want to give you know I want to pay respects to to Percy Pringle and also the crowd are shitting all over this segment so if I mention someone's died maybe they'll start they'll forget about this and leave the impact zone and go and have lunch yeah it's super weird so basically they give her a yes a no and a yes so she goes through and the crowd are going no 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 and then <laughs> clap when she gets the contract hired. she gets they, and they go no <sighs> don't hire her don't hire her and miraxi would you believe it dear listener as mm. soon as she's got a contract all of a sudden there's no movement in the crowd. No one does anything, but yet there's applause and cheering. <laughs> yet no one is... Amazing. I don't know how this has happened, this live television broadcast. It, it's this sci-fi gimmick they're getting over. It's magic. I'm telling you, this is the new TNA. It's all going to be like, 
otherworldly Warhammer-esque like spells and stuff. There's going to be a time loop backstage that people get stuck in. It's going to be fucking great, Tax. I will roll 3d6, said Lady Tarpar. And she said, once I've rolled my 3d6, if I get any doubles, I get a contract. <laughs> Lady Tarpar is the replicant of Lady Tapper. And also the food hybrid of Lady Tapas. Oh, we've got a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking another riveting gut check segment. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jeff Hardy and Barber lockdown video package. Uh, may the best, maybe the best cage match in the wrestling business has ever seen. I'm like, yeah, sure, Jeff, whatever. Uh, but here to save the fucking show is our boy Robbie E. They give him, what, five seconds to cut a promo backstage to camera? Rule number one. Oh, cut. <laughs> Fucking TNA, bro. Fucking TNA. Bro, 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 bro. But we get bro. a pay-per-view match with them. Bro. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. And having Rob E versus Rob T in a cage should be quite entertaining. Because obviously you'll have Robbie E trying to escape all the time. So Robbie T can... Well, let's see. We'll see. We'll find out next week. Bro. Which leads to our main event of the evening. And the last fucking impact match we will have to watch in this Aces Nate series. Oh, that's a lovely sentence to say, Tax. No more fucking impact wrestling. Oh, it's great. I, I looked it. at the video and it was like there's 15 <laughs> minutes to go and they're going to have a go home segment to main event with Bully Ray and yeah. Hardy. So I thought, of course, three minute match. I mean, you're hoping, you know, Well, we'll see. I mean, so these are main event of Mr. Anderson representing the Aces Nates versus James Storm representing Team Sting. So James Storm has some new fisty bump pyro stuff. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And some adverts for the shilling of his entrance music. So Serge gets paid. Yeah, exactly. Is it Serge Tankian? No, oh, not Serge Tankian. No, as in Dixie's husband, Serge. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I would bloody love it if Dixie had married Serge Tankian. I was and, and so she... lost. There's only one musician I knew called Serge, and I was like, are we like, hmm? I would, okay. I, I would love it if Dixie goes, yeah, I really love aerials. It's quite a track. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I love the belly system. Fuck me, okay. Anyway, uh, so Anderson Mean Mug Storm, because that's what he does at the beginning of his matches now. Headlock, shoulder block, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, off we go. <laughs> so, Tax. Can you yes. respond, please? <laughs> that's, that's the gimmick, douchebag. Hey, Tax. Yeah. What? <laughs> you, <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, what? <laughs> yes, Rich, how can I help? <laughs> See, there's the response I wanted. You know how James Storm is a cowboy? Hmm. Yes, he's got a cowboy hat. Does he have a steel horse that he rides? Who could ever find out? <laughs> I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride. I'm wanted, wanted, dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this Get is a little bit in every week, you know. <laughs> is this your fucking new day trombone now? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me. It was too tempting. Like, it's James Storm. It's funny. It's not funny as shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> the match barely gets started. Here come the Aces and H douchebags. Down comes Team Sting. 
Mike check by Anderson. One, two, three. The winner's Mr. Anderson. TNA booking 101. Book match. Start match. Someone comes down to ringside. Distraction. Finish. Pinfall. Like, fucking hell. How many times have we seen this format? And aces and eights, would you believe it, have the advantage going into lethal lockdown. Brilliant. Match graphics for lockdown as commentary run down the card. Here comes uh, Barbara in shirts and jeans. Shirts and jeans? A shirt and jeans. With... Brooke in her, I feel very uncomfortable in this dress. And I'm <laughs> the best part of this, Brooke was about to get in with her face towards the camera. And Bully said, no, go in the other way. And so oh. she got the arse on the camera, on Gash Cam. Oh, Gash Cam doing his best. Well, no, bully, bully, fucking Bully Ray. No, no, no. Don't go in that way. <laughs> Go go in where we can have risque bits if you go through the middle rope. It's TNA. If you're a woman and you want to go over, you have to be a fucking whore. This is how this works. They've made this very fucking clear over the last nine weeks. That's why Tracy Brooks never got over in TNA, because she's too nice. Yeah. Dude, this is not 97, 98 we're talking about. This is 2013. Awful. <laughs> it's, it's kind of mind-blowing, really. Like This is only six years ago. Seven years ago? Ten years ago? Whatever, I know numbers. Shut the fuck up. So <laughs> comes Jeff in jeans and a cut-off t-shirt. We're all in street clothes, no gear this evening. Oh, well, no, because he'd already wrestled. So he's already showered. He's limping. I, I noted, in fairness, he's selling being beat up a bit in the first match. So that's fair play. Or, or, <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> Maybe he's a li- little bit intoxicated to the point where he can't just walk in a straight fucking line anymore. No, here he's clean. Yeah, sure. Wait, wait, wait. Serious? Yeah, probably. Because this is okay. this after he had his redemption story. That's why he came back with the shit belt. When when was the the bollocks sting? Twenty eleven stuff. Was it was it a, really. We I I mentioned it on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, oh, it's the ten year anniversary for that shitty finish you would have thought you'd mention this over the nine weeks of me calling him a druggie i did <laughs> you fucking didn't i did a couple of weeks ago when i said oh it's 10 years since this happened because obviously everything merges into one in tna with their 1.1 rating nothing ever changes in the fictional warhammer world of tna wrestling Ah, <laughs> uh, uh so like what like oh where am i going with this lord of space odyssey tolkien 2001 hammer world yeah Basically, oh, there's a better way. There's a good way to combine that. I can't think of it, though. It's not coming to my brain. It's frozen because it's focused on TNA for some fucking reason. Abaddon the Despoiler. <laughs> oh, there's a reference. Can we Baby throw in a more, a more, more, more to, what's the fucking big death dude? Oh, fuck. I called him Morty uh, from the Death Guard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's his name? That's really fucking bugging me. Mortarian. Mortarian, thank you very much. I was going with Mordecai for some reason. I couldn't get past that. Ah, Mordecai, <laughs> that that top wrestler, dude. One fucking space wolf cunt with a hammer took out my fucking Morty, and I'm like, why? Why? Look at him and look at that guy. <laughs> anyway, Baba says three days a lot and suggest the lockdown will be the biggest TNA pay-per-view of all time. And I'm assuming by biggest, he must be talking about, like, you know, they've created some sort of deal with a pay-per-view provider where they're allowed an extra few minutes to make it the biggest, right, in length. 
they started using bigger graphics so it didn't fit yeah. the screen. So it's the biggest... Biggest pay-per-view of all biggest, time, right? Yeah. Think of the buy rate. <laughs> Fuck that Dallas stadium. <laughs> We've got fucking Jeff Hardy and Bubba in a cage match. Print license to print money. Yeah, Sean and Taker in Dallas, you know, with um, a big fucking star above the ring. No, that's not a thing. Definitely. No, that never happened. No, no, definitely not. What year was that, Mania? Out of interest. Oh, that would have been 25, so it would have been 12 oh, years. So, ago. well in advance of this yeah. fucking bollocks. Ah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Uh, Barber says he's proud of Jeff. Jeff says he's had matches while champion. Yes, that's how wrestling works, Jeff. And he's going to have another one this Sunday versus Billy. <laughs> like, wow. Thanks for this promo. <laughs> Jeff goes, I'm also proud of you, Bubba. Brilliant. This promo writes itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know about you. So uh, Bubba mentions it's a cage match. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I like the fact that I get the impression like Bully Ray here was trying to do the Austin Rock from 17 was like I, I respect you but I've got to beat you I've got to beat you so I so I can be proud of myself I've got to beat you except it didn't come off as Steve Austin the Rock it came off as Matt Terry and Jack Voltage <laughs> it came off as two guys who hmm how to put this wish they were in wwe still oh yeah but then they wouldn't be getting the main event 20 dollars exactly if dixie hadn't like, left the building early <laughs> it was two dudes standing across the ring going you know that other place we used to be i'm proud of you for coming here and becoming a main eventer and <laughs> doing a good job <laughs> question mark but you know ugh, you know because it's tna hulk hogan's music starts to play and the star of the show, and there's two tons of pyro here. And I do mean two tons of pyro. His pyro goes on for longer <laughs> than the fucking music does. And into his promo. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. Hulk Hogan says TNA was a good small little company, but now it's ready for change. <laughs> oh, God. Way to bury <laughs> your own company. TNA was literally shitter than an ROH. Yeah, it's it's an awful promo. And Hogan finishes with the not-cliched line of May the best man win. And Bubba and Jeff shake hands. <sighs> Aces and Ace jump the ring because, you know, TNA. They've got nothing do. to do with this main event. What are they doing? What are they playing at? Exactly. Here comes Team Sting. Bubba whips out, whips out a chain, beats up some of the Aces and Ace. Everyone brawls. And we're out of here. Brooke Hogan, is that a chain in your pocket? You're just happy to see me. No, it's a chain, Brooke. Fuck off. Yeah. This was the go-home show to lockdown, the big pay-per-view, the biggest TNA pay-per-view of all time. Um, domestic pay-per-view of all time. I think that's what the terminology they use at some point. Um, episode 9 of 10 of our TNA Aces and Ace run. And it was awful. It was fucking awful. What a terrible dog shit go home show tax. This would not get you to buy a pay-per-view. This would not get you to buy a ticket. I I had so much hope, genuinely, 
I like the idea of a biker gang in TNA. I thought it would be funny to cover it because all, because of all the reveals, which were which were so shit. Because first of all, we've already had Gallows. That's fine. We've had Nux rock up. Anderson's decided just likes being with those guys because it's fun. Then we've had the reveal of Briscoe and Bischoff Cito. <laughs> then we had the unmasking of the VP, which I'd forgotten happened prior to lockdown. To be honest, I thought Delo came in a bit later. So the fact that all the mystery of, ah, who's this big lad? If I was going to book this, I'd have gone, right, I know they want to try and get Wes Briscoe over as a decent wrestler, have his match with Kurt, fucking kidnap Kurt Angle and keep him off TV and have him try and escape on the pay-per-view at lockdown and then get beaten down so he can't save what happens. So then Dude, without got... without even like realizing what was going to happen this week, we both came up with better ideas than what they came up with actual for the TV show. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And I know, I I, I joked about it a bit when you said obviously when Gallows beat Sting with a big boot the other week, but then seeing the same ending this week with Planted Fan throwing a beer in Sting's face, I mean I couldn't see anything else. I, I never heard anything else about it, so I, I have obviously instantly assumed he's a plant rather than the fact that they just... Oh, 100%, dude. <laughs> this is not a real fan. This is obviously a plant. All I'm trying to do is try and justify how they've done the same bullshit finish for Sting to two, two matches in a row in the hope that maybe in the very, very minuscule like grain of sand chance this wasn't a plant that they were like, just go home. Let's get you in the ring post. Dude, Big boot. He, he goes to grab Sting. Sting <laughs> moves his shoulder away. The fan, then, the fan then goes, oh wait, that's not my spot. <laughs> then goes to grab him again with a big comedy overhand grab. Sting goes, what are you doing? And puts his whole face, opens his arms out to receive the beer. If that was an actual fan, the first they would do the big comedy grab twice, okay? They would have just reached out and grabbed Sting or they would have just chucked the beer. And secondly, if a fan grabs Sting, Sting's turning around and punching the cunt. <laughs> okay, like... No, no, no. The, the fan had a re-roll counter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, mate. Like, yeah, nah, fuck that. That's, that's 100% a plant. Like, the way security, like, kind of go, oh, no, who is it? And then kind of grab him gently and he kind of willingly just goes off with security through the crowd nah dude that, that's not how fans jump barriers fans jump barriers and get kicked in the head by scott hall and then beaten up by security and dragged out by their fucking cuffs you know i mean it's still not as good as when the lad rushed brett and ftr beat the shit out of him. yeah to be fair <laughs> that, that guy's a fucking cunt mate that's that's one of the worst things i've ever seen dude's had a fucking seizure you know what i mean like unbelievable but, this... but it was nice seeing uh, FDR dude punch him in the face and then Braun Strowman follow him to the back and be like, right, here we go. <laughs> and then stuff. he got gunged. <laughs> yeah, I imagine he got gunged nice and deep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, this was dross. This is absolute dross. If anything, the tech issues I've experienced today have lightened what would have been a shitty mm. podcast because in my mind i've had to cover this technically in three pod recordings yeah pretty much man it's like me and my <laughs> had to watch this show in three different sittings oh it it was awful and you know at first at first it was funny the first three episodes because it was so bad and we only had three matches to cover mm. it was hilarious it was really really entertaining and then 
we got London and I was like, oh, okay. A couple of good shows, a couple of bad shows. But for a go-home show where they could have had you so much You mean England promise, rather than London, but I know what you mean. Because Manchester was kind of okay. No, London was pretty good. I, and the end I, was terrible. I'm TNAing it, so it doesn't matter where they are. They're in London. <laughs> okay. Um, and it was awful. And I again, I've joked about it, but Ace and Eights was, for TNA, one of the biggest stories they've had in their promotions history. Along with Fortune, I take away the really good build where you had Joe and Angle, which was fantastic, and Joe and Desmond, sorry, and, and Angle and Desmond Wolf from an in-ring standpoint. Longevity of storytelling. This, to me, and this goes to how bad Main Event Mafia would have been. This was better than Main Event Mafia. And Main Event Mafia had Kevin Nash and Booker T sometimes going on commentary for at least that was funny. This is Black Snow on the commentary table. It was fucking hilarious, man. But this is just... I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I'm, I'm going to be really happy when they get there. I get, we get to the end of next week. Purely because... I was really... I Genuinely, I forgot D'Lo was here at this stage. And I thought the masked <laughs> man was going to be the big reveal. A lockdown. I thought that. Oh was yeah, going me to be too. Happening. That's what I thought we'd been building to for weeks, but no, they just went. Nah, it's Dilo Brown. <laughs> the week before the pay per view, like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So, so it's it's knocks even the comedy wind out of my sails mm. for this, but it just goes to show you when Spike took the money away. Why did TNA almost fold? Why did they end up being on pop TV in Destination America in the states rather than proper network television? Why are TNA actually having any degree of relevance it's because tony khan wanted the good brothers so to use the good brothers he's got to pay impact and maybe at some point yeah i think there's more to it than that i think you mean a little bit unfair but i know what you mean yeah yeah but it's it, it's helpful because it's it's helping out the wrestling business in a time yeah, sure where it needs to be there and i would wonder if there had not been a pandemic if they would have bothered uh, maybe I think Tony, uh, Tony Khan's a massive uh, New Japan mark, and he loves the Bullet Club stuff. And there's Impact guys in that roster that he knows he can utilize. That work with Kenny Omega, and I think Kenny Omega went, "I want to do this," and Tony Khan went, "Sounds great." Yeah, and the Don Callis dynamic and having it across two promotions is interesting, but that's it's the what they're doing right now is the best thing that TNA have ever done because they're letting someone else do it for them. Yeah, maybe so, man. Maybe that's what they kind of needed. Um, and to be fair, since um, Don Callis took over TNA, it's um, Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it, it's definitely improved. Uh, I didn't really watch it right before that. What? When did like Don Callis buy the company? Do you remember? I know that Anthem had bought it, and that's when it went onto Access TV. Yeah, cause the whole thing with Billy Corgan and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and also fair play to Corgan because power going on to fight the pay per view they had this week. Weekend. Stay focused. Stay focused. We'll get to that later. TNA, TNA, TNA. Um, I so I think it was Corgan. They fell out with Dixie about the money that was owed, and then Anthem came in to save the company. And I think Callis got involved in it with Scott Demore from there. Hmm. Yeah. Um. These impact shows. Pretty fucking bad. This one. I don't really know what to say. Like every week, there was something to latch onto that was either funny or 
stupid or just some really quite good wrestling like they had Samoa Joe and uh, Kurt Angle it wasn't the greatest match of all time but it had some amazing stuff in there you know we've had silly heel turns in the cage match with Angle and Briscoe and the Seto kids and stuff you know what I mean but like Joe Park has been there but they had none of that on this none show. of that was on this show not even the robs you know like this show was just like right what are we gonna do okay we've got to build to the pay-per-view right what's the important stuff on the pay-per-view um hulk hogan <laughs> you're like ah, i guess so yeah yeah okay that's the important stuff right like they barely even mentioned like the whole wedding angle or bubba and brooke and what might happen there like they're just focused on going right don't change anything until we get to the pay-per-view like this is a stalled show of impact and that's not how you tell fucking stories like the whole point of a go home show is to get as hyped and to be like here's the last bit of the story before we give you the ending I and suppose... it's like they'd already done it and they were like well what else do we do it's like no one had any forethought to think what's this last show of impact going to be to make sure that everyone goes to lockdown fucking hyped for our biggest domestic show of the year or whatever you know if you think they'd done the go home at the end as the end of last week's episode and then not had angle on the pay-per-view to have Great. that as a reveal perfect yeah happy with that the only thing i will say is obviously by trying to obviously ace and eights are just causing trouble everywhere they go it's interesting they got involved in the main event i speculate again pro- purely through booking error from tna standpoint they had Matt Morgan come out to do the big boots, so people would go, Matt Morgan's going to interfere in the main event at lockdown. Just to try yeah, and again, yep. try and throw people off, off, off the scent of what will happen. But yeah, it's I think so they had last one minute. You know, they've had nine weeks to do this. Yeah, one. And they're week. like, what should we do? Matt Morgan, he's he's around, isn't he? Yeah, should we have him on the show? Yeah, okay. Should we have him on the go home show? Yeah, what's he going to do? He's going to give someone a big boot. Okay, cool. I think I think you sort of nailed it. They, they ran out, they ran out and put it in holding pattern for this go home show. Gone are the days like yeah. the Attitude Era and good good WCW where it's a case the go home show would buy would sell pay per views. Yeah. This was a case of fuck, we've we've gone too early. Yeah, this is not just a bad show. This is an incredibly tedious show with some burying of guys <laughs> like what they've done with kenny king on this show after week after winning the x division championship i was like jesus christ guys what a nothing promo with no motivation no challenger <laughs> like nothing at all ah it's minus five stars by complex whatever minus five complex by a mile this one yeah i have no interest in this show and i am going to be glad when we get to the grand finale next week on episode Absolutely. 102 <laughs> i'm looking forward to lockdown because i'm just like it's going to be something slightly different because hopefully it will be a series of matches more than just but if the fucking pay-per-view has this many backstage segments and it's three odd hours long i'm just going to cry throughout the last hour i think you know it's too much and all i keep thinking right now is lockdown that name's not h well has it tna <laughs> yeah true true um so uh tune in next week lovely listener where we will be doing the finale of our 10 weeks of tna aces nate you owe us turn up and fucking listen to it we sat through 10 shows for this bollocks <laughs> i'm joking uh but no seriously <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, let's put over. So let's put up the poll for our next series this week, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, because we wanted to know so we can announce it for the end of lockdown. So blah, 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 blah. So there are going to be four options. You can vote on our Twitter, at World of Rest Pod on Twitter. It's going to be the Fingering of Doom, which is the greatest title for up series ever. But think about what we're going to actually be talking about during the show. Which is going to be Mickey James and Trish Stratus, right? Yep, that's the one. We've got the series revolved around the revolved around the pipe bomb of CM Punk and all the narrative and story around that. Hi, hi, Cabana, how you doing? Um, we've about got two million the- legal fees. That's how he's doing. <laughs> There's going to be lots of those jokes if you pick that one. (laughs) (laughs) The Rise of American Dragon, including that moment on Raw and et cetera, et cetera. That Royal Rumble to that mania kind of thing is what we're thinking, right? Yep. Good stuff. Or we do the Triple H and Stephanie wedding, which is going to include lots of corporate ministry type stuff and, you know, yeah, it's going to be good. Either yeah, one, le- so. leading up to when it's Vince, Triple H, Armageddon with that amazing pay-per-view set with the mm-hmm. military stuff on it. All WWE, WWF, all moments that everyone knows and loves. It's about what's around those shows and what you think will be fun or terrible for us to watch, however it will be. So at World of Rest, at World of Rest Pod on Twitter, go vote. We will leave the poll up for seven days. So we will be able to announce the winner on our lockdown finale of our TNA Aces Nates series. Where can people find you on social media if they would like to interact with you? I am at Fanboy Rich on the old Twitter machine. How about yourself? I'm at the the I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Facebook. Don't bother talking to me about this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Let's leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love and adore you all. This has been uh, quite a run, Tax. Thank you for picking it. It's made me angry. It's uh, been emotional, and I'm looking forward to the finale. TNA. 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 Do you want to do that again? No. Oh, there's the ending. Good stuff. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get